everyone. Welcome to this episode of A Curious Mind. I'm your host, Sylvester. And I'm Mike. It's been a long time since we last premiered an episode. It's been a wild couple of weeks as we've done um, our reopening. Mike, what have you been doing these last several weeks? <laughs> Taking a deep breath. Uh, no, it's been, um, it's been great to have the kids back on campus. I think that was my biggest takeaway from week one, just being with everyone again. Um, like we talked about with all of our reopenings, Things look a little different from the usual USM experience, but the the community is still as strong as ever, if not stronger. Um, and it's just been impressive. Again, the, the the ability to pivot by the teachers, administration, Flick, our food services, everyone's been unbelievable. So I think it's been a pretty successful reopening. But what about you? What, what have been your takeaways here? Oh, it's been great having the students on campus. You know, it's funny, even in the time of COVID, that rush and chaos of the beginning of the school year was still present. We had some hiccups. I mean, I think pickup on day one was a little bit of a, a drawback, but it seemed like we got things figured out by day three, and I think that's to be expected. So it's been fun um, just having everyone back, seeing what's going on in the classrooms. Obviously, COVID has impacted some of the day-to-day stuff, but people seem to be managing things. Tend to be going well, knock on wood. Yeah. But, um, but on today's episode, uh, we interview uh, Dr. Gina Hodden. Um, so Gina Hodden's in her second year um, at University School, and um, she's our Director of Equity and Student Success, a new role that was established by our head of school. And um, uh, it was a great interview covering a wide range of topics. Mike, anything from our interview of Dr. Hodden that you especially liked? Yeah, I think my, my two biggest things that I was thinking after we got done talking with her was the magnitude of her job and the undertaking she has ahead and and honestly the evolution of it in such a short amount of time like you said this is year two and even from you know this short amount of time from year one to now just how the role has sort of evolved and how she's kind of putting her own touch on it so um yeah i I think she's she's got a lot of work ahead but i think she's the perfect person for it and and i think we're very lucky to have her what about you what were your takeaways from the conversation well, I agree. I mean, she is the, the right person for that position. A lot of energy and just positive. I mean, I love this conversation. Um, it was kind of upbeat and, you know, recognizing the task ahead and the systems that she's going to be looking to create. She seems so optimistic and so just ready to dive in. And so, you know, it's going to be great to see how this position continues to play out. And I just think it's a great resource that we have here at University School. So um, we hope you enjoy this interview. And here it is. Today, we welcome Dr. Jean Hodden to the podcast. Gina, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? We are doing excellent. Uh, so Gina is here to talk about her role here at University School um, as our Director of Student Success and Equity, which got added this year. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about year one and year two. Uh, but first, Gina, for our listeners, can you just tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, Absolutely. So I started in K-12, um, so this is very familiar, familiar to me. Um, I was in K-12 from Milwaukee Public Schools for probably about 10 years as a classroom teacher. Um, and then I made my way into administrative roles for the district and did that probably for about five years. Um, and then I decided it was time to go on to higher education. So I was at Cardinal Stritch University for about 15 years. Don't do the math. I can, I can hear your listeners trying to add all this up. Don't do that. 
But I was, I was in um, higher ed for about 15 years, really enjoyed what I was doing, um, working with teachers to help them get teacher certification in the state of Wisconsin and helping develop leaders who wanted to work in higher education in leadership capacities. Um, and then um, just recently, obviously, made the choice to come to USM. And tell us a little bit about that choice to come to USM. What sparked it? Um, what was the pull um, from higher education? Yeah, I think what happened is I had a baby <laughs> and life changed completely. And part of that was his responsibility now to find him a school where I knew he would be able to excel. And so uh, University School Milwaukee has a very amazing reputation, not only in the city, but also in the state. And I knew that that was one of the places that I needed to start searching to find um, the opportunity for my son to go to school. So um, that's kind of what led me here. I came in for the tour. I had some great conversations. And I think before I walked out the door, I knew he was coming to USM. And um, an opportunity allowed me to also come with him. So I could not turn it down. Great. And Gina, with my admissions hat on for a second here, on that tour, when you walked out the door, what was it that made you say, you know, this is where Troy's going to go to school? What was it that, um, I guess, kind of sparked that, you know, that this is the place for him? Yeah, you know, what's funny. It was not when I walked out the door. It was when I walked in the door. Um, mm -hmm. There's the culture here. It felt like home. It felt like he'd be safe. It felt like he would be welcomed. It felt like he would be loved um, because my husband and I were extended that same care when we walked in the door. So it, was, it wasn't, I knew before we walked out that we were going to end up here. <laughs> it's funny how often we hear that same narrative from many families as they come through the process or come through the door. It's, it's something about this place. As soon as you step in, um, it just kind of draws you. So that's cool. Yeah. And so then, Gina, you were offered the opportunity to come on as, our, as a new position, Director of Student Success. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, uh, that role in year one? Like, what was the need that was identified? Um, what were kind of your year one objectives? Like, you know, tell us about that role and how it looked um, during your first year. Okay. So year one, um, and people who know me will have heard this story, Year one, I was pegged to be nosy. It was the best <laughs> year of any job in my life because um, it really was so open that I could learn about USM as a community. I could figure out where our gaps and opportunities for growth were. I could look at all of the strengths that we have, not only by division, but just as a whole. Um, I got a chance to really build relationships with um, current students, alumni, um, parents, like it really was just a year of exploration. And so, um, well, that was really the focus year one to really figure out where this role would go. I think after the first month, I knew that I had a job to get done, whether it was on paper or not. And so I started having focus groups with the different USM community members. And I started asking the questions and I started identifying how the supports, um, you know, that were needed should have been in place and how I could be a part of doing that. And so it was like the best year ever. So this year has a lot to, to live up to. But um, I really ended up realizing that acclimation for our new students was a big deal. Um, new students, students of color, um, just 
affirmation processes needed to be in place. There were some best practices work that could have happened and, and got a chance to happen with some of our divisions um, and looking at planning, instruction, assessment techniques. And then I was also able to support our college guidance office um, and talk about post-secondary options for students who may have been first generation um, or help them look for financial scholarships as they move forward after USM. Cool. And Gina, you were kind of in a unique position other than being nosy. Um, you were a new parent as well. And so um, what lessons did you learn that maybe when you were thinking, um, you know, as, as someone who works here, but then you could see it firsthand as a new family, as a new parent in the school. Did you learn um, any big takeaways from that whole process? Yeah, that's a really great question. So I hope my husband isn't listening to this, but I learned I know nothing. <laughs> as a parent, oh my God, it's so hard. As, you know, Dr. Hodden, I've got this. But as Gina, I realized yeah. that I needed support and that, you know, the culture of USM was just so different than what I was used to in, in a way that there's an expectation of self-advocacy, right? There, there's this openness of them wanting you to ask for help. And I don't come from a background where I'm supposed to ask for help. I'm supposed to know this. And I've been in education years, right? <laughs> so I'm supposed to know how to do this. And the reality is, hurry up and admit that you don't. And then you'll be connected to your network of support. And I just, I never feel alone. I email my son's teacher all the time. And she is just as kind and gracious at three in the morning as she is at 3 p.m. when I'm asking a question. So, and, and that's interesting. So, you know, besides being a parent, you know, talking about this role, you know, I look at it, it happens in three phases. You're creating systems, but you're creating systems for when new students come in and then systems for to support them while they're here. And then it looks like some systems for when they leave here. Um, that's a lot of systems that you're <laughs> tasked with implementing. Um, you know, when we talk about student success at U USM, what have been some of the lessons that you have learned um, are beneficial for students to know in order to be successful? So you talked about being a self-advocate, which is always a big hurdle. What were some other things that in your research and as you talk to students and alum were vital to a student being successful in this environment? Yeah, you know, I think it goes back um, to acclimation at its core. You know, I, I heard the same themes that came out the whole year and it really was, what was missing was this systemized approach to acclimation. And so, for me, much like you said, there's this before, during, and after, right? And so the lessons that I heard was, like, I just, I don't belong, or I'm just surviving. And for me, someone who loved high school, it's really difficult to hear students say, I just put my head down and do the work, and I'm just getting through. And I'm like, no, 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 like, that's not the experience that we want to create, that you just made it through. We want to make sure that you, you know, enjoyed your experience here. So when I think about lessons learned, that before piece, I, I felt like we needed more there. And that really allowed me to connect with the school before the students actually come here and have those conversations and visit those schools and figure out what their secret sauce is that kept that student there from kindergarten to eighth grade. 
you know, and then as they come here, I'm like, oh, so that's what we need to implement here so that they feel that transition a little more seamlessly. And that just continued to more opportunities of connecting the teachers who are currently at USM with teachers at the school where they're coming from. And then it led to students and connecting students to students and having them tell their experiences in a way that only they can, which then kind of led us to the boot camp. So there was all these things that had to happen before the students even set foot on campus to be a part of the learning. And so Gina, you mentioned the boot camp, which is a great segue. And obviously everything is so unique this year, hashtag 2020, right? Um, right. But could you explain, you know, especially with limited access to the building and some of the events we typically do, what did the school and what was your planning like for new families this year, given some of the restrictions we have because of COVID? Yeah, I'll be completely transparent. Um, I waited out COVID-19 just like everyone else, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I was charged with putting together some type of orientation for our new families and our transitioning families. And, you know, March, we're all sitting at home. And then April, we're all sitting at home. And at some point I'm saying, I think I need to start thinking about this event being online. <laughs> so I mm -hmm. finally gave up on the face-to-face -face option, probably somewhere around May. And <clears throat> we really had to think about where our teachers were in terms of their readiness to use, you know, Zoom or Google Meet or whatever platform we were going to implement, um, implement. And I just really had to work with the division heads and assistant heads and deans and we honestly all came together with our ideas and mapped out, you know, an approach that would be somewhat interactive. Um, we were all zoomed out from the six months before the school year started of being on Zoom. And so, you know, we just had to find the opportunities to be able to be in breakout rooms and have real conversations and put a name to a face. I mean, emails are great, except they're really not, right? <laughs> this was an opportunity to say, hey, let's, let's get some FaceTime. Let's see who's been sending me these emails. Let's see what their eyes look like. Let's see what their face looks like. And so I feel like we just were really able to connect even though it was done virtually. And that was a great event. We got a lot of great feedback. I mean, just having that face-to-face -face, even in a virtual environment. I mean, you're right. We've been hunkering down with COVID for the last several months. So it was, it was nice for families to see some of the administrators, teachers. So it was a great event overall. Um, and, that, and that leads to year two. So, you know, recently the, you know, um, your position got expanded a little bit to include equity. So now you're the director of equity and student success. Um, tell us a little bit about the, the new title and, and how it's gonna further enhance your ability to make USM a, a place for all students to have success. Yeah, so um, hooray, <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely got the role extended. And to be really honest with you, I was doing the work. You know, I was, I was doing the work already because that's just my lens. My, my research background, um, my life, it's just the lens that I look through everything with. And so it was happening in a very organic way. And so honestly, when I was offered this opportunity, it just made sense to be able to um, step into a formal role where I could drive, right? And so 
I'm not driving an empty bus. Let's be really clear. There, all of you are on this bus, but we absolutely needed someone who could have everything kind of funneled through them and see the bigger picture that would help move us and be more effective so that we're not just doing isolated events out of context, but that there's a really strong um, strategic process for the way in which we're doing this JEDI, JEDI justice, equity, diversity, inclusion, this JEDI work um, at USM. So, and speaking of year two, Gina, this is one of those big open-ended questions. I'm sure you'll love it. What are the goals for the year? So what is, <laughs> what is your thoughts here? What is at least a, like a, 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 when we reflect and maybe we do part two a year from now for our podcast, Let's what do, do you want to see well, the school has accomplished? Yeah, so <clears throat> what we're doing, even in, in, in my partner, Mr. Steve Hancock, when we're looking at what to do, I just want to reemphasize the fact that we were being very strategic because, you know, there's a lot to look at and there's a lot that we can redo or add on. And so what we're doing is looking at what we have in place and we're looking at data and we're looking at how we can base what we do as a school on that data. So there'll be some, some surveys that will take place, some national surveys for everyone in the USM community to take a part of. Um, we will obviously be looking at curriculum. Um, that will not be a one-year project, but I think we have to look at our curriculum from pre-K all the way to 12 and really look at how that's scaffolded and includes um, JEDI initiatives. Um, I think you know we're probably going to look to bring in some outside eyes um, yeah, I'm only here for like, this is year two, so I'm kind of outside eyes, but I think it'd be really helpful to have someone look at our data um, from a different point of view as well. And um, one of the things that have our, has already been implemented is a, a no, excuse me, a bias incident reporting system. So when we talk about systems, I think that's a big piece, policy, procedure, and system that needs to be in place in order for us to actually function. And so what this form will do will allow all of the USM community to be able to report things that they're seeing that you know, relate to bias. And I'll be able to get that data and follow up and um, you know, rectify some of the situations that are happening. And then I'll also be able to see where and how those incidents are occurring, which will then strategically look at our professional development and say, we're getting this many kind of complaints in this area. Here's where we need to focus some of our professional development. That's great. And you know what? You mentioned kind of the new set of eyes. I think it's a great vantage point that you and Steve Hancock have um, with those kind of new sets of eyes, just because sometimes when you're, um, you know, in a place for, for a while, it just becomes um, kind of ordinary. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see just uh, what year two lies ahead. Um, and I'm sure you guys will do some amazing work together. Well, thank you. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Now, we will do some amazing work. We say it with yes. we. we. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and and so you know, obviously, you know, going into year two, you know, we still are dealing with COVID, and we've got um, students who are still in the virtual environment. Um, you know, not shifting away from the equity piece, but you know, kind of talking about student success. You know, what are the school's plans to help support? those students who are doing the virtual who, you know, 
you know, you know, my fear is always that, you know, it's easier for those students to fall through the cracks, but um, what are some protocols and procedures being put in place to help those students um, throughout this process? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, our assistant heads and our, our heads of the divisions um, are really taking a lead role on honestly looking at online pedagogy. Um, having developed an online program at Cardinal Stritch, it really is more difficult to teach online. I know a lot of people think it's not. It really is if you're doing it well, um, because it's a different level of engagement that has to happen. And you can't rely on um, the energy in the room. And you have to you know, really go above and beyond to make sure your students are staying engaged. So I do know that um, assistant heads and, and heads are really working with their teachers on ways to do that. I know from my point of view and from my role, um, I've been tracking um, student data since we put the survey out about who was going to be online. And so what I have committed myself to doing is to reach out personally to all the families who've made the decision to stay online, whether that be monthly or for those who've already committed to the full year. And I think just another point of contact, another touch point, another person checking on them, another way to be folded into to the community outside of just an email, I think, you know, would do us wonders in helping us understand how to build community here. I know when COVID really struck, um, we were putting yard signs in people's yards and dropping off goodie baskets and all kinds of things. Um, and I'm happy to do that again, right? I think that it's really important that our, our virtual learners very much feel like they're part of the community. And so I will be reaching out personally um, once everyone kind of gets settled to see what those needs might be. And then I'll be working with the, each division to figure out how to further meet those needs. So it's definitely gonna be an interesting year in many capacities. Um, one last question for you, Gina. Um, what are you most excited about this school year? That is an amazing question. <laughs> we um, love open questions. You know what? Constructivism at its best. I'm all about it. Just don't do it to me. <laughs> I, I'm so excited about so much. I wake up every morning saying how much I love my job. And I said that last year, you know, and everyone calls me sunshine here because I just walk around bubbly and shiny and I get it. And I, I know it could be irritating. I'm sorry. Um, honestly, what I'm probably looking most forward to this year is a redo, right? An opportunity for us to make true change. Um, it's hard because right now there's so many things happening in the world. You turn on the news and you know it can be quite depressing just on a regular basis. And then you come to school and you're stuck wearing a mask all day and I can't breathe. So I know they can't breathe. You know, it's, it's very difficult to have this new norm. And for me, I just really look at it as a positive because had some of these things not happened, we might not be in the position we are today to press reset and really look at who we are as an organization and a community and how we can capitalize on our strengths and how we can look for those opportunities to make us stronger. Noticing our differences, right? But also realizing that we're more alike when we are different. Wow. Well, and I know Sly said one last question, but I have one more while we have See, you. That was I... his last question. Now you get your last question. <laughs> e equity, equity. 
Um, so as you knew walking through on your tour that this was the place for you and your family, you know, with a lot of our offerings in the summer being virtual, some of our families haven't had that opportunity to walk through. What is the one thing you want them to know about the USM community as they're kind of witnessing it from afar right now when normally they'd be here experiencing it? Mm-hmm. What is the one thing you want every family to know about our USM community? You belong. You belong. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. So I like that. <laughs> <Those> <laughs> I'll make us t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to add anything. That's great. Well, Gina, we really appreciate your time today. Um, and we're, we're excited to have you for year two and in a new role as well. And so um, we just are looking forward to what this unique year brings ahead. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. I look forward to working with you. Uh, you guys have done amazing things at the school, and you brought me in from day one uh, when I was on my nosy tour. So thank you so much for, for all that you guys do. And uh, USM Strong, go team. And we appreciate your sunshine. We like it. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Special shout out to Dr. Gina Houghton for joining us today. A Curious Mind is brought to you by University School of Milwaukee. If you want to learn more about the USM experience, please visit our website at www.usmk12.org. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive updates, resources, interviews, and more. And don't forget to rate us, please. See you next time.